swept away, Kemp's Bay homeless man kept block clean, gets cleared out anyway. An eccentric Kemp's Bay homeless man who called himself Zion spent months cleaning outside of a closed down Indian restaurant, Deacon Spice, New York City just steps from where he lived. Now, his encampment set up beneath a scaffold has been cleared out due to construction. When New York spy homeless encampments complaints of piled garbage usually follow. Yet, Zion considered himself the sole owner of the encampment at the corner of 28th Street and Lexington Avenue, and he took it upon himself to make sure the sidewalk was free of trash and other debris. Compared to more destitute encampment, Zion was rather tidy. And so, for those of us who are listening We understand that these things are not new here in New York City. Encampments are illegal here in New York City. And the question is, is that how do we help our residents who are homeless, street homeless on the street to come inside where we can work on them and get in them stable housing? Because we know when you sleep on the street, you are subjected to, you know, violence, your stuff being stolen, and you can easily start to get sick. And so these are the questions that we often try to figure out how we can get our folks to be able to come inside so we can work with them. So I ask you to leave me a comment or question. And don't forget that you can be a monthly supporter of more media as little as $5. And once again, um, more media. Carver Federal Savings Bank to grow retail investors through commitment to reinvesting in communities they serve. Carver Federal Savings Bank plans to grow retail investors by reinvesting in the community they serve through public and private sectors. Partnerships focus on jobs, preservations, and through teaching financial education and skills. The key ingredients is to work through public and private sectors to ultimately deliver solutions that will help the community at large, says Michael Push, president and CEO of Carver Bank Corp., the holding company for Carver Federal Savings Bank, which is a federal charter stock savings bank that provides community-focused banking services, headquarters in Harlem, Carver was founded in 1948 to serve African-American communities 
polls, residents, business, and institutions had limited access to mainstream financial services through the years. They served, kept the commitment by reinvesting 80 cents of every deposit dollar back into the community they serve. More media. Is it suicide? An off-duty FDNY EMS who died in a Fury crash on Staten Island appeared to die by suicide by speeding into the side of a school building, according to several sources, with knowledge of the investigation. Valamir Sabatella, 24, was behind the wheel of a Dodge Challenger on Manor Road near Beryl Ave in Manor Heights around 11.35 p.m. on Tuesday when the car overturned and slammed into the side of Susan E. Wagner High School and burst into flames, police said. Sabatala last spoke to his mother about 7.30 p.m. Tuesday, three hours before the crash, and told her he was headed to work a friend who wished to remain anonymous. Usually, he texts his mother when he got off work, but that message never arrived, leaving family members to think the worst. The friend said they learned of his death Wednesday morning. Cops initially said Sabatala lost control of the car, but sources said the investigation believed he took his own life. Sabatala, who was just two months into a job working as an FDNY emergency medical technician at Staten Island 55 in the Bronx, faced a complaint about alleged inappropriate behavior at work. The complaints and text his colleagues in a parent suicide note before the crash. The complaint was brought after someone saw Sabatala giving a friend a back rub, said the sources. More media. One million New Yorkers got COVID-19 boosters as the city stays on guard against Omicron variants. One million New Yorkers have now gotten a booster shot. Mayor Bill de Blasio announced Wednesday, but officials are not counting their chickens yet. As the city prepares for the immediate arrival of Omicron, variants at his daily press briefing Wednesday the mayor prodded city denizens to get boosters before family gather again for the holidays this is the time has a nurse said get that booster 
before the holiday season, before any gatherings. This is the time. The news come at a little over two weeks after the city began engaging all of those 18 and over to get boosters. More media. New York polls rally around Planned Parenthood. As women's rights to abortion is threatened in states across the country, New York elected officials rally around Planned Parenthood in Lower Manhattan Monday. With abortion swiftly becoming one of the year's most continuous issues and many fearing the loss of their rights to choose a gaggle of city and state politicians are reassuring New Yorkers that they will not lose access to these health services. Touring Planned Parenthood on 26 Bleecker Street, the likes of Congresswoman Carolyn Maloney, Senator Brian Kavanaugh, and Councilwoman Carlina Rivera, famed journalists and activists Gloria Steinman and more taunted the importance of faculties now more than ever. Mahoney explained that the location is already seeing an influx of patients from out of state. New York City polls rally around Planned Parenthood Part 1. Part two, New York polls rally around Planned Parenthood. Chairwoman of the Committee on Oversight and Reform, in addition to serving in Congress, Mahoney is pushing for a five-part plan to combat the onslaught on women's rights, citing discussions she has had with victims of insects as young as 10 years old. Unbelievable. Who has become pregnant called the abolishment of abortion cruel and inhumane. Mahoney initiatives includes cementing the equal rights amendments into the constitution by passing the Women's Health Protection Act, which would establish a statutory right to abortions across the country, while also pushing against restrictions to contraceptives. More media. Ladies and gentlemen, for a little as $5, 
you can definitely be a sustainer of more media by just pushing the donation button. Once again, I'm more media. Shoplifting on the rise in Midtown North. Shoplifting is on the rise in Midtown North. Precincts in area of the Upper West Side, which include many of the city's largest tourist sites. According to NYPD Copstat petitions, larceny or theft of Items worth less than 1,000 is up 36.3% compared to 2020 in the neighborhood, which includes Rockefeller Plaza and the Theta District. Grand larceny defined as theft of items worth more than 1,000 as well as some special items such as Credit cards is up 13.9%. Shoplifting of luxury items is particular issues. People take high-end clothes, shoes too, said a merchandiser. As associates at the Columbus Circle, TJ Maxx, who gave a name as Torres, when asked about the frequency of shoplifting at his store, he replied, every day, more media. So, ladies and gentlemen, I have did here more media. We have did almost... A few shows now on New Yorkers helping New Yorkers who are in need of food. If you need to stand on those soup kitchen lines, ladies and gentlemen, with your your date or your husband or your family, do that. Because we know that there's a lot of people that's working, but they just don't have enough food to eat after paying rent. We have to put away the pride. Which one is better? Walk around with pride or be walking around with hungry children and growling stomachs. Volunteers slice 1,000 pounds of fresh fruits and vegetables, which will be taken to soup kitchens and given to families struggling as the prices of food goes up. Food is going up. Sometimes you want to... Do charity with your hands. You want to be able to teach your children about charity. So many people are here just feeling the charity feeling, the kindness and touching it and getting directly involved with feeding needy. And that's what's so beautiful here today, says Alexander Rappaport, executive director of Mashaba Soup Kitchen Network. So once again, ladies and gentlemen, if you're feeling hungry, you got a soup kitchen or pantry in your community and you got time, why not get some 
pantry from the pantry. Why not stand on the line and get something to eat for you and your family and your children or your, you know, your significant loved one or your partner? What's so embarrassing about that? If you need it, you need it. I would rather get on the line and keep myself full and fed with me something to eat from the soup kitchen than walking around talking about I don't need it. More media. <laughs> Mayor de Blasio claims 500,000 New Yorkers moved out of poverty during his eight-year tenure. With about two weeks left in his tenure, Mayor Bill de Blasio seemed to move into his reflective phrase Monday, taking a victory lap for his administration efforts to combat poverty during his eight years in office. New York faced intense equity when de Blasio, who campaigned on ending a tale of two cities, took office in 2014. At his December 13 briefing, the mayor said his administration made strides to alleviate the economic and social disparities, but there remains work to be done. Some of the things we put in place have made some real impact, the Blasio said. After eight years, we can uplift working people. We can fight inequality as its core and make real change. There's more to be done, but it works. In 2015, the Blasio set a goal to move 800 thousand New Yorkers out of poverty in 10 years. By the end of 2019, the mayor said Monday the city had made 521,000 New Yorkers out of poverty. The de Blasio noted that much of the success of his administration was possible through federal corporations. More media. For any comments, please leave me a comment, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, on more media, bring you that real news that the people want to hear about in the community. Peace, Marcus Moore, and on Worldwide. Christmas time is here. Live stage performance of Charlie Brown coming to Times Square. Is there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? A longtime Christmas favorite is hitting the big stage in New York City. Charlie Brown Christmas live on stage is coming to the Paladome Times Square located at 1515 Broadway for a limited run on December 21st through December 24th. Before coming to New York City, the show runs in Westchester from December 3rd through the 19th at the Chapapa Performing Arts Center. Having been born and raised in New York City and now a Westchester resident for the past 15 years, it is especially exciting to bring this iconic holiday classic to both New York City 
and Westchester says, producer Todd Gershwin. The show, written by Charles Schultz, brings the popular Christmas classic to life with Charlie Brown, Snoopy, Lucy, Linus, and the rest of the peanut characters. More media. Youth homelessness is at record level, changing how we define it can help. When you think of homelessness, who do you see? Perhaps the image of someone asking for money or food or an individual sleeping under a bridge, on the train, on a park bench, what we typically don't see are youth who are experiencing homelessness. Their struggles are more often hidden from view by school friends or distant family members or by the ceaseless cycle of temporary ways station. There are systematic reasons for this too. When the Department of Housing and under Urban Development HUD assess who's homeless, they do so only by counting the number of people on the streets and in shelters. On one night, there's a reason that from 2007 to 2017, HUD reported a 23% decline in family homelessness. While the Department of Education reported a 70% increase in student homelessness. By its own definition, HUD misses anyone with a non-shelter roof over their head. Even if the roof is as unstable, transitorial, and harmful as living on the streets. In other words, they don't count someone like a 20-year-old woman who's having moved to Chicago to be with her biological mother was left bouncing from couch to couch. Many owned by people she barely knew. Many toxic and dangerous. More media. Tennessee man travels to Kentucky, teams up with local food trucks to feed tornado survivors. Communities across the South and Midwest are slowly picking up the pieces after surviving a devastating weather system that demolished the entire town on Friday night. One of the cities hit hardest by the cluster of tornadoes was Mayfield, Kentucky. Western Kentucky, town of around 10,000 reported some of the worst damages of anywhere in the country. As the town faces unimaginable loss and an incredibly long road to cleanup and rebuilding ahead, one southerner is donating his talents and his time to provide the most basic need. Jimmy Finch, 
drove an hour and 45 minutes from Clarksville, Tennessee to contribute to relief efforts by the best way he knows how. I just came down here trying to feed people, Finch told. Everybody's talking about their sending up prayers, you know, their well wishes and everything. You know, folks can't eat prayers. You got to put something in their stomachs. He gives them something to hold on to. He brought his smoker along for the ride and has been busy grilling up hamburgers, hot dogs, chickens to provide hundreds of meals to residents cleaning up in the cold. The meals are free in all. Donations collected go towards buying more food to keep the operation running. The owners of the local food trucks upper level have partnered with Finch to distribute the food. Rhonda Most level who grew up in Mayfield and now lives in nearby Podek said everything around her family food trucks was destroyed by the tornado. But mercifully, the trucks was unhammered. Thank God for humanity. More media. Accused Michigan school shooter appears in virtual court will stay in adult jail. The Michigan teenager charged in the deadliest U.S. school shooting of 2021 calmly answered questions via video link on Monday during a hearing in which his lawyer unsuccessfully pleaded with the judge to move him from a faculty where he is being jail with adults. Ethan Crumbly, 15, blinked occasionally behind glasses and over a white face mask during the Oakland County Criminal Court procedures hearing as his lawyer said his mental, physical, and emotional health was not best served by holding him in the county adult jail, although he is isolated from other inmates. His lawyer also argued he was not a threat to other young people and should be held at a youth faculty. Oakland County Assistant Prosecutor Mark Keese told Judge Nancy Karnick that video evidence showed Crumbly was responsible for the November 30th shooting that killed four students and seriously wounded six others and a teacher at Oxford High School in the suburbs Oakland County, 30 miles northwest of Detroit. Crumbly has pleaded not guilty, said could not imagine putting Crumbly, who has been charged as an adult, and is being held without bond in a juvenile faculty? More media.
Black students at this Texas high school are terrified at the white classmate lynching threat. Some black students at a Texas high school say they are too scared to attend classes after a series of racist texts circulated on campus leading to an investigation by a school district. A group of East Bernard High School students started a text thread on December 6th about an up-and-coming prom, February. But the conversation soon took an ugly turn from discussing a party bus as transportation to violence. Hateful comments about black students. Tyra Sella, a 16-year-old, heard about the incident after a classmate showed her the conversation on her cell phone. My friend was in the group chat and saw everything going on. It was supposed to be about a prom, but it just ended up being racist. I just feel uncomfortable being there now because that's a threat. I just don't want to go to that school anymore. Tara said that she skipped multiple days of school because she was afraid the possibility of backlash. In the text thread, one white student allegedly wrote no black people allowed on the party bus and another student agreed. One student followed up on the thread saying all ends must hang. More media. Jeans for Americans. When they stopped shopping, she turned to sex work. After Anna tucks her five children into bed each weeknight, she walks out of the door to a grass patch behind her home. The former seamstress stitches for the flat, heavy stone under which she buried her uniform for tonight, a camouflage miniskirt. For five years, the 30-year-old mother stitched Levi jeans at a garment factory in Les Hope, a small landlocked country within South Africa. The salary wasn't much. She occasionally had sex with a male Kali for an extra $20 a month to support her family. But as the garment industry, one of the country's largest employers, crumbled during the coronavirus pandemic, she found herself on the end of mass layoffs. In April of this year, Management announced that the factory would be closed due to reduced orders from the U.S. brands and pandemic-related issues. She was let go in August. A week later, she turned to sex full-time. I don't want my husband to know, so I leave home dressed normally 
and then I change into a short skirt that shows my thighs. She says, my children don't have clothes. I don't have food. I have to do this. Ladies and gentlemen, people are struggling all over the world and they're doing their best to feed themselves and their family. Who are we to judge one another? Here in the United States, they're creating food banks to bring into communities because people are just can't feed themselves. And so we have to think about it. We have to really think about before you even start thinking about criticizing the next, the next man, the next woman, the next boy, the next girl. More media 